Hey, Jim. How's this? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Am I coming through? Sorry about that. Yeah, you are. Not a problem. So this is uh, Mike English Talks Raider Football on the Who Gives a Shit Piles, uh, part two. So, Mike, you were just talking about your favorite season, and that was the Super Bowl season, right, when Derek Carr got hurt? Uh, yeah, so I, I was mentioning my my favorite recent fo- football season with the Raiders was 2016. Um, they started off really strong. They were off to, I think it was like a 12-3 and three start, um, was looking like they were going to make a deep playoff run, and um, and then Derek Carr got hurt and he uh, got a um, a defensive lineman from the Colts uh, rolled up onto his his ankle and he fractured his ankle. So it was out for the rest of the season and kind of took the wind out of the sails um, for the team. Uh, they never really recovered and ended up having a, a first round exit in the playoffs. But um, in terms of recent history, it's it's been kind of slim pickings in in terms of which uh which Raiders season's been my favorite because they have only had one winning season since 2002 um and haven't won a playoff game in 18 years uh so a little bit tough but um I I was mentioning also I'm sorry I think I was cutting out but um as well as the 2016 season the 2002 season was probably one of my favorites because that's when i was really starting to kind of solidify solidify myself as a raider fan and started kind of cheering them on throughout uh they made it to the super bowl um and that was obviously the last time they won a playoff game but uh it was a bit of an unfortunate exit they um lost i believe the final score was 35 to 7 um it was a little bit of a personal story because the coach of the tampa bay buccaneers the team that ended up winning was john gruden who was the former raiders coach who had a bit of a falling out with al davis um and so the previous offseason al davis actually traded john gruden which is pretty rare in football and i think in most sports where you trade a head coach but uh, so yeah, Gruden had a, a lot of, uh, a bit of a personal vendetta and they took it out on us in the, in the Super Bowl. But, um, <laughs> I remember that game vividly. <laughs> yeah. So I- the, uh, Derek Brooks, I think had a, a pick six off of Rich Gannon and, uh, I don't know. So I admire your loyalty. You're, you're not a fair weather fan. You're sticking with the Raiders through mostly thin and maybe, some thickness this year yeah let's we'll hope so um i'll i'll be able to let you know after a few weeks um after the the first game um we're actually going to go out to vegas for it so really looking forward to it they're starting off the season on a monday night game uh with the baltimore ravens who have a great young quarterback in lamar jackson and Good, oh. good, good coaching and John Harbaugh, great defense. So should be a fantastic game. Um, one that will definitely test kind of our chops right out of the gate. And so uh, I think it will be very interesting season. Um, the Raiders kind of downfall uh, over these past 15 years, but I guess the, the last five, 10 specifically has been their defense. Um, they've had just kind of a Swiss cheese defense. They've been able to, run, pass, any <laughs> teams have been able to do 
So it's been a bit of a frustrating watch some some games, but um, they've invested heavily in the defense, uh, brought in a heavily paid defensive lineman, um, a first round uh, cornerback two years or last year, second round safety this year. So um, hoping that they can turn it around as well. They hired a defensive coordinator um, named Gus Bradley, who's formerly defensive coordinator of um, the Chargers, but also was the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks when they um, were really good under Pete Carroll and had that legion of boom. And so hoping that he can bring some of that over the toughness over and um, can translate into a, a stronger defense because in terms of the offense, the offense looks like it's clicking. Um, Josh Jacobs is top five running back in in my eyes, probably not in everyone else's eyes, maybe top 10 running back, but Darren Waller is consensus top three tight end. Before we, uh, so, so Mike, I hate yeah. to interrupt you, but let's not leave the defense yet. Where do you think the strength sure. of the defense is? Yeah. So I'm, I think that the strength this year will be linebackers. Um, I, I hope at least they last year, they, they brought in two heavily paid, uh, linebackers, one named Nick Kwiatkowski, the other Corey Littleton. Um, Kwiatkowski is kind of the traditional middle linebacker. He's the one that calls the plays, gets people set up. Um, and then Corey Littleton's kind of a bit of a modern-day linebacker where I think he was the converted safety from college. And so he's um, really fast, can go- cover the tight end, cover the running back coming out um, of the backfield. And so he had a little bit of a rough year last year. It was his first season. Um, but those two guys, and then actually this is not breaking news, but within the last two or three days, the Raiders signed um, a, a linebacker from the Seahawks who had been on the Seahawks for like 10 years, um, KJ Wright. He's uh very well respected outside linebacker. I think last year he was ranked top 10 outside linebacker, something oh. along those lines. And so hoping that him with the familiarity of the defensive coordinator will um, create a strength that has been kind of not a weakness, but up until they heavily invested about 18 months ago, it definitely been a weakness. Um, it's kind of tough to say because there's, kind of question marks all over the place the defensive line i i would say is definitely as unfortunate as it is it's it's not a strength um they traded away khalil mack who was a top five top three defensive end yeah two or three i guess three years ago at this point um the argument to be made was that i mean he's generational type defensive player but they're still a bottom 10 15 defense so was he really making that much of an impact i i would argue yes and i still disappointed that they made the trade um in my opinion you don't trade players like that but um they've moved on they they drafted a a good young um, defensive end a few years back that was kind of a diamond in the rough. He was a fourth round pick out of Eastern Michigan, not traditionally a big football school. Um, his name is Max Crosby and 
he had 10 sacks his first season, maybe, maybe 11. Yeah. Was, was definitely a surprise. And then they just had their, their biggest free agent addition was a guy. um, He's bounced around a lot recently, but in Gakwe, um, he is very talented outside like defensive end as well. Um, he played for the Jaguars um, last year, played for bounced around a little bit, was on the Vikings and the Ravens, but um, he's still young. I think he's 26, 27 and has oh. multiple um, double digit sack seasons. So definitely moving in the right direction. I, I think it's way still too early to consider that as strength just because they've been bottom five team in terms of sacks the last few years, but it's in, it's, I'm kind of at the hopeful point right now. Reason for optimism. Exactly. Yeah. They don't have a traditional strength on on defense because they've been so poor recently, but they've heavily invested in, as I mentioned, both the uh, defensive line and the linebackers. And then, um, in the last three drafts, so this year they drafted a free safety in the top of the second round. Last year they drafted a corner in the first round. The year before that they drafted a corner in the second round. So they've got a lot of young guys that that look like they are going to be fitting the part. It's just kind of how well how quickly we can coach them up. And um, one other guy i'd like to mention i'm not sure if there are any other raider fans out here but they have a uh, another kind of diamond in the rough guy that has been impressing throughout preseason his name's nate hobbs he's a uh, fifth round rookie out of I believe illinois um somewhere in the midwest and he got a game ball from gruden after one of the preseason games he made the rookies preseason all rookie team or whatever it is. And um, looks like he's going to be a starter in at the slot cornerback, which as a fifth round rookie is a pretty big accomplishment for your, your first game. So it sounds like the defense is they've taken some steps to improve it. So it's just got to gel that sounds like the pieces are in place for potentially a mid-level defense, as opposed to a terrible defense. Exactly. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm I'm not hoping for a you know a dominant t- sort of defense. You know, a Ravens from the 2000s, or you know, the Seahawks, or even like the 49ers today is one of those you know top level defenses. I'm just hoping that they are good enough to keep us in games and good enough to get some stops when it really matters. As long as yeah, they're top you know 15 to. 20 25 just not you know a, a basement seller bottom three four defense um i think there's kind of some reason for optimism for sure and so now let's have a little fun yeah. talk about that high octane offense yes sir um yeah so the offense it's uh playoff ready um they've been kind of hitting their hitting their groove for the last few years um there haven't really been too many changes the last few years Derek Carr has been quarterback for the Raiders since 2014 um he 
has a bit of a divisive following with Raider fans. Um, some love him and say, you know, he's the best quarterback since Gruden. And I think that I'm probably in that contingency. He's, I don't think he's the reason that we're not making the playoffs. I think that the defense is, is the struggle point at this point. Um, but some are saying, you know, if we had a, or a, obviously Tom Brady or someone like that, you know, he could help mask some of the errors that the defense is making. And so um, it's a pretty big divide between Raider fans. I think that, and then if you are on board with John Gruden on his second round um, of being a Raiders head coach is probably the biggest divide between Raider fans. But Yeah. We'll talk about coaching in a minute because I'm sure. really excited to get there, but I think yeah. Derek Carr is probably like a second tier quarterback. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I, I think that he's, I think that he is a great starting quarterback. I think there's no doubt about it. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL he can be a quarterback on a winning team, as he's shown. I think that he's not a, uh, as I mentioned, the Russell Wilsons, the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons, the um, Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers of the league. Um, but I think he fits in that, like, second tier, maybe with, like, you know, Matt Ryan and um, – who else? Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. Yeah, that that whole kind of, um, you know, first round quarterback pedigree type, even though Carr was second round. But first round pedigree has been consistently good. He's got a few Pro Bowls under his belt. Um, but I mean, if, if he's got room to grow to get to a top five quarterback, 100%. Yeah, no question. So tell us about the weapons around him. Yeah, so the weapons, it, it's fun. They've, they've got a, a good group of weapons. Um, got a, I mean, I think start off with running back Josh Jacobs. He's a uh, entering his third year into the league here. Um, he's a great young, young running back, and they don't really use him too much as a pass-catching back, but can, can catch the ball, breaks a ton of tackles, can run, you know, straight – between the tackles right through the defensive line um, takes some sweet plays every once in a while, but he's a great young running back. He's a willing blocker, which I think is helpful um, in like shotgun type sets. Um, and then, yeah, the, the receivers, Darren Waller. I mean, if you haven't heard his story, it's one of the most inspirational stories in the league. He had a pretty bad narcotics issue um, and ended up getting clean and the Raiders took a chance on him and uh, has paid very big dividends. He's um, I think one of the biggest mismatches in the league these days based on just his kind of size and speed combination. Um, he's Isn't he think, like six, six or something. Yeah. He's six, like five, six, six, five, two, four. 40 250 and runs uh i don't know his exact 40 but i mean he he runs away from safeties like yeah i mean he's four four or something yeah he's he's a he was a former receiver in college um was on the ravens practice squad and they were trying to convert him to a tight end when the raiders picked him up um but yeah i mean he's been a revelation for the raiders he's their best best skill player probably their best player at this point um and then in terms of receivers they've got a really young group too it's 
really um, going to be kind of a, a telling year for the receiving core. I think probably the most established, which is pretty funny, is um, Hunter Renfro. He's a slot receiver um, yeah. from from Clemson. Made some big time catches in the Super Bowl or in the um, college football championships that they had with Alabama. Um, fantastic footwork, great hands, catches anything that's thrown in his direction. Um, he's kind of Wes Welker, Julian Edelman type, just uh, mismatch, you know, coming out of the slot, tough guy to guard. Um, and then we have two young second year receivers that um, are, we're looking to kind of develop this year. Um, last year we took Henry Ruggs in the first round. He's a um, Al Davis type of guy run fastest guy in his com or in the draft. I think he ran a four, two, eight 40 or something like that. Yeah. That was yeah. blazing. Just, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing even to be said. It's, it's just Tyreek Hill type. I, I think he's probably top five or six fastest guy in the league at this point. Um, so last year was a bit of kind of trick pony in terms of you get him some gadget plays to get him involved, but he's kind of just a, a speed guy that can take you deep. He had a really big play against the, um, the jets that it didn't end up doing much for us because we didn't make the playoffs, but it was really important game last year where we had to win the game. The jets were, hadn't won a game yet and the end of our schedule was turning out to be pretty brutal and caught a, uh, a walk off 50 yard touchdown. He just ran right past the corner to, to win the game at the buzzer, which was, was great, but they're talking about trying to develop him this year into more of a complete receiver who can develop his route tree a little bit more and can run more than just go routes where he runs past the receiver. But I think it's kind of on Gruden this year to manufacture some more plays to get him involved, whether that's, you know, uh, wide receiver screens or reverses or just kind of gimmicky type plays where get him the ball and see if he can just run past people. Um, so that'll be really interesting development. And then on the other side of the field, they have another second year receiver. His name is Brian Edwards. Who's, uh, Coming out of South Carolina was a third round pick. He was supposed to be to go a lot higher, but had some injury issues. Um, and he's about the exact opposite type of receiver. He's a possession receiver, uh, fantastic hands. Um, he's kind of a jump ball type receiver where if you need to go to the, um, you know, like you're on the two yard line and you need to just do like a back, back end zone lob play, like he's your guy. Um, a lot of Raider fans have kind of compared them to Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree from the yeah. about five or six years ago where Amari was the speed guy and Crabtree was kind of old reliable. And so um, Edwards had some injury issues early on last year, but um, uh, both camps he's had, training camps he's had, everyone has been talking about him. He's probably been one of the most hyped up players in both camps. And so, they're really looking for him to make a next step. They recently compared him to Terrell Owens. They said, you look at him and he looks like a, you know, a first round receiver. He's that six, three, two just chiseled type type player. And so 
Um, it's it's between those three receivers. I don't think you're gonna get you know uh, from a fantasy football perspective or something along those lines. You're not gonna be getting a old reliable type player. But I, I think they all bring their own unique uh, ability, and it, it's an interesting group between the three of them. I, I I'm really. Um, from an offensive perspective, I think that is what I'm going to be keying in on as well as the offensive line. Um, the offensive line, they've had a great offensive line the past five years. They heavily invested in it. Carr, when he came out of college, one of the knocks on him was that he couldn't um, throw under pressure. And so they figured they'd beef up the offensive line and they, you know, drafted a guy in the first round with Gruden's first pick when he came back, I think it was 2017 and then paid guy from uh, Trent Brown, um, the guy for right tackle from the Patriots. Who's a just mammoth of a human. He's, and I mean, readers or the listeners can't tell, but I'm big guy myself. I'm <laughs> six, six, uh, but he's, um, whoa yeah so whoa. yeah they they have those they had those two guys um rodney hudson who's kind of universally considered one of the best centers in the league and they um made some interesting calls this year they they shuffled out let's see three of their off starting offensive linemen um to the two highest paid ones as well. And so I guess the three highest paid Gabe Jackson got traded to the Seahawks. He was our starting right guard. Um, Trent Brown, I believe got traded back to the Patriots. Um, and then Rodney Hudson, our center got traded to the Cardinals. And so it was a lot of cap restraints. The salary cap went down for the first time in NFL history. So they had to kind of do some stuff knowing that they need to improve the defense and sign that um, defensive end Yannick and Gawkway that I was talking about. So um, made some tough decisions, but I, they've, they're confident that the young guys that they have in place are going to kind of keep up that same level of excellence. So I'm hopeful. Um, it's still, early no one has, has seen them play as, as a collective five um, they drafted a guy in the first round this year out of Alabama that was an offensive lineman um, so they've invested in it but it, it, it's going to be a young group so the receivers and um, offensive line are kind of where I'm keying in on this year at least so, to start with. so the sounds like the the offense is going to be high octane and, you know, going crazy. So if the defense can hang in there a little bit, um, sounds like they could have a pretty good season. Now let's move. Any thoughts on the special teams? Yeah. So special teams, um, they're pretty, pretty middle of the road. Uh, to be honest, um, Gruden, they, they, cycled through their punt returner this year he's on injured reserve his name's Jalen Rashard um so it'll be interesting to see who is returning kicks and punts uh they have actually sorry he's the kick returner Hunter Renfro is the punt returner so he'll be he'll still be there uh the kicker um Daniel Carlson he's young he's for the most part is pretty reliable anything 
uh, under 40 is, is, has been since he's been on the Raiders the last two years has been knock on wood, um, pretty close to automatic. And so the punter is, um, average, doesn't have a huge leg, but doesn't shank too many. So not too many thoughts on them, but, um, <laughs> Middle of the road. Now, let's get the road. To the, so this is what I'm very curious about: is what's your thoughts on the coaching? I I love Gruden. Um, I was so excited when he decided to come back. The Raiders have been kind of shuffling through um, some middle of the road type coaches before he came back. Uh, Jack Del Rio did did great for them. Former SC guy. Um, did great for them. He got him to the playoffs, but there's some kind of reports out there is pretty wild. I've never heard this before. Apparently after he got to the, the playoffs, he kind of took his, he got a contract extension after that and kind of took his foot off the gas and apparently was, you know, not one of the first guys into the locker room was kind of one of the last guys. And I feel like usually you hear that from players. You don't really hear that from the head coach too often. No. So. Yeah, that was uh, – I think a lot of Raider fans were kind of relieved when when he left. Um, they had a tough season his last year there. Um, but, yeah, Gruden has, has done well. This is, I think, going to be pretty telling these few years because I think it's tough to, to rank a coach and GM combo without, you know, letting them get their own guys in. And the, this being there – third third season together um they're they're all their guys you know they've cycled through the former regimes draft picks and and players i think i saw somewhere that only like six or seven players are um on the roster from prior to mike mayock who's the gm and john gruden being so um it'll be interesting for sure i think that gruden has brought some creativity to the offense where that was potentially lacking a little bit beforehand. Um, I think once Henry Ruggs continues to develop, he can use him. Gruden also had kind of a tough draw of it. I mean, depends which way you look at it, but with the Antonio Brown situation, because he drew up a ton of plays for Antonio Brown and then AB, you know, the whole, my feet are on fire. I don't want to play for you and all this stuff. So <laughs> it was kind of a nightmare before it even started, but um, he didn't have the chance to work with him and was counting on, you know, working with him. So I have kind of given Gruden a pass throughout these past few losing seasons. Um, I am really hopeful that the defensive coordinator that we hired, Gus Bradley, is going to bring some stability to the defense. And I think that Gruden doesn't sugarcoat it. You know, he's an offensive guy. He kind of lets the defensive coach essentially be the head coach of just the defense, which is kind of what you have to do in power coaches. But, um, and so I, I, I'm hopeful this year. I, I think that Gruden signed a 10 year contract. So, He's probably not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think that some people have gained that time may have kind of passed him by in his term when he was up in the booth working for Monday Night Football. Um, on the flip side of that, he always says, you know, 
yeah, I wasn't coaching, but I was in 32 other teams, uh, uh, training rooms, you know, before yes, he was. games. And so able to look and take the best from all those different, um, coaching staffs. And so I'm hopeful. Um, I think the next year or two is going to be telling. I think that Carr's leash is probably long enough to last through two years. I think Gruden's is too. Um, but at some point, if they don't, I think this is the year that they really need to make a playoff run or else there may start to be some questions. So, all right, now we get down to it. What is your prediction? for 2021-2022 season for the Las Vegas Raiders? I'm going 10-7. and seven. All right. I'm going 10-7. and seven. I, I, I think 10-7 and seven gets you a wild card berth. I think it probably puts you second in the AFC West. Um, they expanded the playoffs last year, so now there's seven teams um, that make the playoffs. Uh, in each side um, and added a game this year. So it'll be how many games you have to, to win to, to make it, but they're pe- playing the, they, they got some good opponents. You know, they play the chiefs two times a year the chiefs are obviously no one to mess with. Um, chargers are up and coming. Justin Herbert looks like he's the real deal and a great young quarterback. Um the Broncos are always a, a tough, tough out with the rivalry that the Raiders and Broncos have. Um, I think that they've got some young up and coming players there that uh, I think probably most people are predicting the, the Broncos to get fourth in the division, but um, they're, they're still a tough out. And then the teams, they, the other divisions they play, you know, they play, the AFC North, which got three teams into the playoffs last year with the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Um, they played the NFC East last year, which was people kind of like to jo- joke on them because the Redskins ended up getting into the playoffs as the division winner and had either, I think they had an 8-8 eight and eight record. Um, but they're an up-and-coming team once the Cowboys are healthy with Dak Prescott. That's a good team. Um, so they, they've got some formidable opponents for sure. Um, I, I think that 10 and 7 is where they n- need to be. I think 11 and 6 gets you into the playoffs, and 10 and 7, you have a shot. It, it really will be interesting to see because before when it was a 16 game playoff or 16 game season i feel like if you got 10 wins usually that meant you made the playoffs but it'd be interesting to see if it's 11 games this year or kind of what how that affects things interesting so you think your prediction is they'll be 10 and 7 maybe 11 and 6 that's yeah i i'm hoping obviously hoping for better but yeah i'm thinking 10, 11 wins is, is right where they fall. I think if they're nine and eight, eight and nine, anything less than that, then there's probably some serious questions being lobbed over about either Gruden and or Carr. Um, and those questions probably won't start going away. It's tough, you know. I mean, obviously with the Raiders being – not the best the last few years there's some pressure but coming to a new town that 
Last year they played in Vegas, but this is going to be the first year they're playing in front of fans. I think that adds a little bit of additional pressure. So, um, yeah, I think that hopeful for hopeful for 11 or 12 wins, but I think anything less than, than 10 is probably going to be considered a failure by the Raiders. Mike, this has been great. And I always end my podcast with, asking you to say anything you would like about the Raiders and football. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm uh, going to be a great season. I, uh, I'm not sure if I told you, but I ended up getting season tickets. And so I, oh. there. yeah, I'm going out there as I mentioned for Monday night. Uh, my brother is a big dolphins fan. So we play them week three. So going back out there, um, I ended up splitting tickets with, uh, one of my, it's my fiance's dad because they're from the Bay Area as well, and so they've got some Raider fans in the family. So, hopefully, the goal is to go to you know four, five games a season. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Um, this has been awesome. I've had a great time here. Um, well, thanks so much, Mike. And uh, maybe what we can do is we can have you on later on. And we can talk about how they're doing and give us a Raiders update. Yeah, that sounds great. We'd love to do it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Of course. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.